Welcome back to We Are Utah Podcast, where we bring you weekly episodes of the best in the Beehive State. Simply put, this is where we live. And this is where you stay connected. Stay connected. Because together, we We are are Utah. Utah. And now your hosts, Jordan Wheeler and Braden Floyd. What's up, guys? What's up? Jordy, how are you? How's it going, bro? I hate sprinklers in the springtime. Dude, give up on your lawn, man. Just rock it and call it a well, day. Well, it was almost and dead, are. and then they turned the water on yesterday or two days ago. No, it was Saturday yeah. because my, my neighbor, his thing was shooting up in his front yard, so yeah. the city had to come out and stop it. My wife was out there taking pictures. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, so he fixed it. Then there was another leak somewhere else. I had to turn it off. And so we basically, I was trying to get him up and running yesterday. And now I have a leak from my electrical. The guys that did the electrical work, I think, hit one of my pipes. So. Dude, it's a freaking nightmare. My wife and I went and priced out. We're rocking it, man. We're getting it all ripped out. I'm done with it. Done with dealing with it. Yeah. So that's crazy. My yard's too big to do that. How's, how's the housing market? You sold any houses? Any it's crazy going? right now. Um, so interest rates went up. So people are just getting priced out. Uh, I don't know if I told you this. So someone that could afford a $400,000 home that I've been working with, um, since interest rate rates went up in the last like couple months, now they, now they can't. can't. Yeah, and prices aren't going to go down. Um, so prices are basically going to stay where they're at. And, and if people could qualify, like let's say in January, now they're, they just, they're out of luck. So the only way it's going to slow down now is if you have even more money, right? <laughs> or yeah, the way so that, it'll be only, interesting to yeah. see what happens in the next, I don't know, two, three months, because I don't think the house prices will go down. But um, yeah, people that... You know, that's why, why as a real estate agent, we're like, buy now, sell now. Say, so you're kind of selling, telling people now is the time, like, it's going to yeah, get worse. They probably. call it a vapor lock where now people are hesitant to sell because now it's hard to buy and you're not going to get bidding wars like you were a few months or like last year, which is good for the market to kind of even out. But yeah, it's, it's a weird time. <laughs> Nightmare, dude. All right, should we jump into the show? Yeah, let's All right, do let's it. Let's do it. So, we are introducing Brad Knight with Burley Burger and Cliffhanger Jeep Rental. How's it going, man? Good. How are you guys? Good, dude. Glad to have you on the show. Yeah, so, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad we're connecting on something. I think we brainstormed together a few times. And so, yeah. at least we're yeah. getting on a podcast, right? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, for sure. So, dude, so, all right. So, you own, let's talk Burley Burger first, man. So, you opened that thing, was that 2018? 2017. 2017? Yeah. Yeah, so we were about the same time. I think we were about a year, like, a year apart, but we were both in 17 when we opened, right. I think, right? Yeah, I was towards so, the end, like November gotcha. 2017. So was that your first brand, or is Cliffhanger your first brand? Cliffhanger was the first was it? brand, yeah. Okay. We, we opened that in 2004. Let's jump over there, then. Let's jump to that first. Okay. So how did that... Yeah, I don't know. Give us kind of the backstory and how that came about, and what is Cliffhanger? And it's Cliffhanger Jeep Rental, right? And Razors, Correct. it looks like. It feels oh, like you do yeah. a few other things. Yeah, we do side-by-sides and Jeeps. You know, nice. basically, where are you based out of with that? I, I grew up in Moab, and I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's a, kind of a special place down in oh, yeah. Utah. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I grew up there, and I've always been a Jeep guy. I've always I've always wanted to be you know growing up. I always wanted to be involved in some sort of off road industry, and so when um, Here when comes I our food. you know I I served an LDS mission. <laughs> Two years went by. Actually, before that, I, I helped with a Jeep rental company. Um, I I kind of managed it between my, you know, 
graduating high school and going off to college for a semester. Yeah. I watched over a few Jeeps and, and helped a guy with his with Jeep rentals at a hotel, and that was just – we had four Jeeps, nothing special, just kind of a just kind of a little deal, you know. Um, so fast forward two years, I come home. Um, Jeep had introduced the Rubicon, which if you know anything yeah. about Jeeps, it's like – it was a big deal because now you have a Jeep that has lockers. Uh, it's a little bit taller suspension. I mean, they didn't go overboard with it at all, but it was a better looking, like better performing Jeep right out of the box. Well, I was a broke college student that wanted one and I'm, <laughs> and the gears just started turning. Like, how can I make this happen? And I'm like, man, I just have to rent, you know, four times a month. And yeah. I make the payment on this Jeep. And so I got a buddy, you know, started talking to him about it. And he's like, well, let's do it. You know, let's, let's do a rental company. And this was pre-apps and everything, right? Because now there's like rental apps that you can go to quick. I'm sure, oh, you, yeah. I'm sure you guys probably operate, operate with through one. So that was pre-all that. Yeah, so, there was no, I mean, I mean, a website was like a year after we opened. Yeah. I mean, we, were booking on, <laughs> we were booking on paper. Like it was over. <clears throat> When we started thinking about it, it was 2003, Dang. you know, and then 2004 came along. We, I actually went, I mean, we, we went back and forth. Like we literally got laughed out of the first bank we went to. We wrote up a business proposal, you know, neither one of us really knew any that yeah. much about business right. other than mowing lawns. You know, we wrote up a proposal. We did all this stuff. We walked into, uh, Zion's bank and, uh, all but got laughed out of there. Like the guy didn't want to laugh at us. <laughs> well, how did you like? How did you present it though? It's like, hey, we want to do this rental company. What like what was the plan that you presented? And what do you? Why do you feel they like laughed you out? Like well, if you were to redo it, well, they laughed us out because we we didn't have any money. Like we, yeah. we literally yeah. had zero money, nothing to come down, nothing to put down. This on guy's Jeep. just like, you just want a new Jeep. <laughs> it's, I mean, and that was, he maybe sensed that, which, you know, it's good on him. He's smart, but he, you know, he, he slid us a note. It was the funniest thing. And I'll never forget it because he slid us a note on the table after he told us no. And it said, never, never, never give up Winston Churchill. You know what I mean? Nice. Like, and it was kind of like funny. And we, joked about it and whatever and and we almost gave up yeah um and then we we went to another bank you know and they said well you don't have any money you're not going to be able to buy four jeeps yeah if you don't have a down payment we're not going to finance 100 percent of them and we didn't know that we didn't know how it worked we yeah. never got a car loan yeah so i went and borrowed ten thousand dollars from my then girlfriend's dad now she's my father-in-law hmm. and then went and borrowed a hundred thousand dollars because i just took the cash down i said all right we got the cash oh okay give <laughs> us a hundred grand we're gonna go buy some jeeps and they did it so, so was that through a business loan or was that like a personal loan like it was a personal loan so you had some higher interest like i bought two jeeps and my partner bought two jeeps nice all personal loans and they made our dad's cosign dang excuse me um they made our dad's co-sign on it um and then i paid interest on the ten thousand dollars you know we paid that back in two months i really? walked in with ten thousand dollars from your cash. rentals 
Yeah, from the rentals. I walked in with $10,000 cash, handed it to him, and he's like, what's this? Because we were paying him like 6 or 7% interest. Right. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we weren't asking for a handout, you know. Right. And mm-hmm. he thought he was going to have that money out for a year or so. <laughs> yeah. Two months later, I walk in, I hand it to him. He's like, what's this? He's like, I'm like, 10 grand plus interest. He's like, oh, all right, well, here we go. You know, and from then on, it was just, we, we've dumped every dime that we've ever made with cliffhanger back into cliffhanger you're still doing that today still today like, really we don't i have never taken like a formal paycheck like we get perks like pull get, some payouts every now and again or yeah something. because the way it started i mean we were we would come back on the weekends we, we were from moab right mm-hmm. go to college go to classes I, I worked my classes where i only had classes tuesdays and thursdays mm-hmm. so i would be in moab thursday night work friday saturday sunday monday head back, go to classes, come back, you know. And so we were just working long weekends in Moab. Dang. What were you going uh, to school for at the time? Um, Nothing. As you get laughed at by Casey over here, it's not on the mic. (laughs) So that was... that was. That's why we needed a fourth mic. Yeah, we should have put a fourth mic on you, Casey. I knew it. (laughs) So that particular... I was at Utah State when I I first got back. I was going to go to southern Utah, but... Or to uh, not Southern Utah. I was going to go to Dixie. So you were cruising from Moab up to here, Logan to Logan to, to do your Logan. classes, and then back to your rental business, right? Because I dang. couldn't talk my my wife, then girlfriend, into going to Dixie with me. Gotcha. She's like, "No, I don't want to go to Dixie. I want to go to Utah yeah. State." <clears throat> so I was like, "Whatever." So we went to Utah State. So yeah, we were you know we were going back and forth, but I mean it was a long weekend. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. So what was the plan for the school? Like, what were you trying to get go for? Or were you just doing generals? Into business. I was just doing generals up there. Gotcha. But, I mean, if I had stayed at Utah State, I assume I probably would have. So did this take off so much that you, you dropped out of it? Or did you finish a no, degree later? I, or? I, we didn't, I didn't finish at Utah State. Gotcha. We got married. Me and my wife moved to, uh, to Ogden to go to Weber State. We actually okay. moved to South Weber. Gotcha. And and because the apartments, they were the cheapest apartments that you could find because the wind tunnel here was, was yeah. horrible. And so mm-hmm. they were super cheap. And so we moved in there, went to Weber State, um, and she was she went to Weber State because she got into the respiratory therapy program. Nice. And then we ended up just staying because we liked the area. We were in Ogden. We lived in Ogden for eight years. Um, she worked at McKady Hospital for 17 years. Did she work during covid she did. She actually Jeez. quit. Did she? Um, towards the end of it, but she it burned her out. Because respiratory therapy. Yeah. I mean, she was probably in it. Yeah, she like, was right done. in the middle of it. And, so. and and it was it was pretty, you know, it was pretty intense for yeah. her. But yeah. she's a super hard worker. Yeah. So and so she she's worked, not working right now. There, she's she's working with you guys, or yeah, she's helping so, out. She quit with the idea that she was going to help out more around Burley, but she's seems like you know she she does help. A lot, right? But we also have four kids. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, she's, she's raising kids, and yeah, doing that. So, so before we get into Burley Burger, what if someone wants to go down to Moab and rent from Cliffhanger? What, where can they do it? You just go to cliffhangerjeeprental.com. Okay, or if and you the, type in Moab Jeep Rental or whatever Google whatever Jeep Rental in Moab, we're usually right there near the top Cliffhanger. Okay, so, so on your site. Have, it shows that you have like rentals all over the place. So are you 
Are you basing out of Moab and then they can take off to these places? We started and based in Moab. Um, Depending on the time of year, like we generally have roughly 30 Jeeps in Moab and um, about the same amount of side-by-sides. Those, a lot of them move to um, Colorado, Western Colorado. Mm -hmm. So we have five locations there. We have two in Telluride, one in a town called Lake City, and then one in a town called Dolores. Yeah. So um, is and this then one in Silverton? That's awesome. So is this oh six? We actually just yeah, opened one. You got the other seven, day. dude. I'm sh- I'm showing seven on here. Yeah, Hesperus. Yeah. Uh, which is just outside Durango. Yeah. Vernal, we don't have anymore. I don't. Oh, know so Vernal, Vernal is still on. That's we, the one. Well, that's we've, we've kind of put it on hold because with supply chain issues, we haven't been able to get uh, machines. So Jeeps you, haven't been an issue, but side by sides. Yeah. I mean, we had orders canceled. Yeah. So. Huh. So when you open a new location, what does that look like for you? Are you open? Are you like, does every location have a certain amount of razors, a certain amount of Jeeps? Do you like kind of have that base figured out or is it? No, I mean, basically it's what we, we typically try and go and visit a, a place mm-hmm. and look at what, you know, what type of trails they have. And, you know, we do a little bit of research on, yeah. on what they're going to be doing with the vehicles. Cause obviously you know, we don't want to take them to a place where their vehicles are just going to get trashed. Right. I mean, it happens sometimes in Moab, and we try and regulate. I'm saying I've go. been on a couple of those trips in Moab with the guides driving, and yeah. like they're, they, even the guides beat the shit out of those things. <laughs> right. Well, that's so. what I was going to ask: is like, how's the insurance cost? On yeah. That? Like, because what's the how to? I mean, I was in insurance, but I'm sure people beat your vehicles up, and stuff happens. Well, so like, if you were to go rent a jeep down there, yeah. your insurance covers you. Covers you. On whatever you do to that Jeep. Now, if your insurance denies the claim because they say you were doing something stupid, now it falls back on you. Um, we do have an insurance policy, but because it's like third in line to pay, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's not terribly. I so mean, you it's just have expensive. them sign like a waiver saying. Yeah, you. you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a contract waiver. You know, Most people are probably over. renting these things and just hitting the easy trails to check out the parks, right? Exactly. You- I mean. You have to realize that Moab, like, Moab brings in people that have never even seen a red rock in their life. Right. And so to climb a red rock is, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, we take people on trails that are literally dirt roads that we would drive. Like, I would commute on it if I had to. But yeah. they're awestruck of the scenery and that we're actually, like, going through a little creek. I mean, it's crazy how worked up some people get over just simple off-roading. Yeah. Um, we still have Jeeps that, that'll do whatever. They'll yeah. go, you know. So somebody I mean, wants to get whatever. crazy, they can, right? We, we try and protect our, like, a lot of people get upset because we have our Jeeps limited to where they'll go. I was going to say, do you let them do, because there's like, I, I can't remember all the names, but there's crazy name places, right, that you probably don't allow them to drive. What's the what's the spine one that you drive up the hill and it, it's like that straight drive up and, and over like lion's back or something. Yeah. Lion's back was kind of an icon down there for a long time. Yeah. It's, it's actually private property now. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're, building, a bit. they're putting a resort right below it. So lion's back's actually been closed for about 10 years. I did not know that. I been it's there in a cool bit. though. It was like, is there one called like potato salad or something? Yeah, Potato salad hill. That's probably one you don't let them drive on. Right? Yeah. We don't, we we don't let them do that. I mean, the jeeps are capable, Dude, but it's nuts. Like when you watch it on it, I have no. I've just oh. watched it. We went down for it because there's that big safari thing that's every year, right? The 
What's that big festival they do it's every summer? It's called Easter Jeep Safari. That one, yeah. yeah. Like we went, to, my mom took us down there when we were kids to watch, and it was like a bazillion jeeps come to town and just basically break all their stuff, right? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's it's a little bit different than it was then. Yeah. Like then, it was more of a family oriented. Like you said, your mom mm-hmm. took you down to go check it out, mm-hmm. and and that's how it was before. Now it's gotten almost to be like a corporate event yeah, to where commercialized. You know, a corporation will come down. And they'll bring, and and they're just talking to each other. You know, yeah. they don't. Yeah. You know, they advertise to who's there, but it's almost like it's a, it's just a corporate media event. That's how it's all turning, man. It, and it's cool, I guess, but it's not like old times. I liked the old Jeep Safari, the old, you know, yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah. rednecks bringing and, what you had. <laughs> yeah. And you were just watching break. Like we just sat at potato salad and just watched them break all day. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like. This is the craziest shit. And towards the end of the week, like most people, if they were there all week, they would come down and they would take it easy on their rig and do the easier trails. And then Saturday and Sunday at Potato Salad Hill would just get wild because most people were trailering their rigs back home anyways. And so they didn't have to drive them. And so if they wrecked them or broke them, no one cared. It was just bad when they break them. And it took all day to get it out. Yeah. You're like, dude, right in the middle. Like you screwed us. The other thing though, too, I mean, it's gotten to the point where, you know, uh, to have a rig that'll go up Potato Salad Hill that used to be, like, this big, scary hill. It's I not mean, that hard there's anymore. There's people that are jumping off the top of it now. Like, yeah. they literally will line up and go bomb off the top of it because the suspension, like, technology and yeah. all this stuff. It's it's crazy how easy things are to wheel. And I've actually gone the opposite direction. I mean, I have a Jeep that I could probably climb whatever I ever wanted to in, but... I prefer driving around my 1948 war Jeep, you know? Yeah. I love it. The one that's bad for your back. Bad Just for don't, your don't, back. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> all over. <laughs> Makes you smell like gas. It's just fun, and it's scary. It's scary to drive, and yeah. that's what you go off road Get the for. adrenaline rush. So yeah. have you ventured into other things with, I mean, it says Jeep rental in your name, but, I mean, you got Dodge making that T-Rex truck. You got Ford with the Raptor. Have you ever thought about venturing into something different we've, or just leaving it with the jeeps we've we've toyed with and we actually had uh we toyota tacomas for a couple of years mm. we toyed with doing some overlanding stuff um because it's becoming popular but the problem is is we're there's not a there's not a huge market for overlanders that want to rent gotcha. right and so what happened was is these these trucks that we ended up buying to turn into overlanders were just busy all the time being shuttle vehicles for a, a bike. Mm, There's a the yep. white rim trail. It's like a 90, 90 mile trail that people ride bikes through. And so the the trucks ended up just being shuttle vehicles. And we're like, well, we might as well just yeah. own that and not worry because we're making money doing that. We don't need to worry about making an overlanding experience and and nobody, nobody's done it yet. I mean, there's a few people, but the problem is, is there's so many little intricate things that you need or that make it nice or that make the overlanding experience great mm-hmm. that it's kind of a nightmare to put it together for a renter and then make sure you get all that stuff back in working yeah. condition. Yeah. So My dad and I thought about doing the vans, the, all, the overland vans, because he built yeah. one, and he was so stoked on it, right? And he's like, let's build these and rent them. So we did a little bit of homework on it, and I'm like, dude, the amount of stuff that's in there, like you just said, you got to make sure all that crap comes back, right? right? And it was just, I don't know, we have not it only fell comes by the wayside. back, but like 
if you offer something on, you know, you want to make sure that everything works. Yeah. We have so much stuff and these guys could have the greatest experience in, in the world. Yep. But the faucet wouldn't turn on. Right. That's what I'm One saying. One star like, review. Yep. You're done. And you're you know done. what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the kind of it's thing. nerve wracking with yeah, that. Yeah. We, we just had to try and avoid that. You know what crazy overland? Have you seen the earth roamers? Those oh, crazy, dude. like half a million or more trucks. Yeah, I think they're like over a million. Yeah. Dude. Those you things are You see them grow nuts, through the all the time. Yeah. That's, that's where all the tech They're never off road. Yeah. Oh, hell no. <laughs> they're no. never off road, but they probably could be. They with how much cool. money, right? Those are pretty rad. Well, I'm going to try and keep awesome. us on track a little because. Oh, are you? Well, I think uh, just so everybody knows this is a in, this so. is a food this is a food <laughs> podcast a folks. episode. But so we are going to be eating. So sorry, we, we sound like mouth. I'm going to take a bite of my burger right now. So. Yeah. So take us back to obviously you did cliffhanger, got your start in business. That probably gave you a lot of experience. At what point were you ready to do Burley Burger, and how did the whole idea come come about? Well, <clears throat> I mean, like I said, we were we were here in Ogden. My wife was working at the hospital, and so I was bringing my kids from Ogden. I, I, I got a job in Logan again. Once again, I ended up in Logan working for a performance Jeep parts company, and. Uh, my wife was working in the hospital, but she was working at, you know, five in the morning. Right. And so we had kids that had to be watched while I was in Logan. So I was driving from 8th Street on Ogden. And I would drive to South Weber, drop my kids off at my parents' house who had moved to South Weber. Yeah. Um, drop my kids off there, go to Logan. So I was making this huge triangle of, you know, dropping kids off, going hour and a half commute. And Austin. Yeah. yeah, and and honestly, like I didn't hate the commute. Like the actual commute, I you know, I could think, I could listen to podcasts, I could listen to whatever I wanted to. Yeah. But the time is what it was it was frustrating not having the time. Like it was two hours out of my day that was just gone. Yeah. Even though I enjoyed that time or I didn't dislike that time, it was just gone. It was it didn't seem useful to me. And so I think it kind of got under my skin a little bit. So anyways, this, this building started being built. You know, and we had moved to South Weber in the meantime because I was tired of making that triangle. So we'd moved yeah. to South Weber. I was still working in Logan. This building started going up, and I, there's nothing in South Weber. Like, yeah. there's a Maverick. Yeah, if you want to eat, you got, yeah, Maverick. Yeah. You got to go up to the we'll top to of the hill Road. or Riverdale, right? But that takes like 15 minutes. Right. And then think about the same thing with Morgan. Like, there's nothing up in Morgan, so coming down, having you guys here. Sorry, I don't want to cut yeah. you off. But. No, it's fine. Um, And so when I drove by it, I looked at my wife. I'm like, God, I really hope somebody puts a burger joint in there. <laughs> and I must have been in a bad place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because she's like, you should do it. And I'm like, you want me to quit my job? And start a restaurant. Like, Thanks, wife. <laughs> I've never even... I've worked at a restaurant for like two weeks washing dishes. <laughs> so you had no food experience really before doing this? No. I mean, Dude. I cook a lot at home. Right. I cooked growing up, like hunting. I was the camp chef, like just self-appointed because none of my friends could cook worth a crap, you know? And so I'm like, if I want to eat good food, I'm going to cook. Well, so, they're, they're awesome burgers because I was listening to the radio one day. They were debating on the best burgers, and I don't, it was a lady that said it. She's like, well, if you ever go up north, because, you know, most of the stuff's down in Salt Lake. Yeah, she mentioned you guys. So I think your burgers are awesome, Oh, I too. love them. Yeah, yeah. 
They're some of the best ones I've ever had, but yeah. like were you known for cooking good burgers on the barbecue or something? When is that why your wife suggested it? I, you know, meat in general, like, yeah, I just have a passion for meat, like cooking, whatever it is. (laughs) Um, but it's, it burgers just seemed like the logical choice for something that somebody is going to eat more often than, I mean, if I would have, if I, if money wasn't an issue, I could just start a restaurant and not have a care in the world. I would sit and smoke ribs and brisket mm-hmm. and that. You know what I mean? That's what I would do all day. Yep. And I actually had plans to do that with some of the burgers. You know, some of the the different toppings like, you know, ribs on a burger or brisket. You know, and they actually ended up having brisket ground into it. But um, All your burgers have brisket in them? Yeah, not like smoked brisket or anything, but in the, the the patty is a full huh. muscle brisket and a full chuck roast. Okay. Like, that's what goes into our patties. So there's no trim meat. There's no, it's just, it's good quality meat. So that, I guess that's my next question is when you were conceiving this whole idea on how to build a burger, how much planning went into the burger? Because it's not just a regular burger to me. It's like. Well, and the selection, too. Yeah, the selection of burgers he has got all is these, crazy. It's awesome. All these funny names, the Swanson, the Duke, the Farley. Yeah, so the Farley. I, that's fantastic. I, I imagine that's a lot of planning, or was it just fun? They come natural <laughs> yeah. It was pretty fun, honestly. I mean, most of the recipes, you know, some of them are pretty classic. You know, we have a pastrami burger. We have a burger with onion rings on it, like... It, they're not necessarily original ideas, right? But my my focus or my idea was to make them better, to make it like, you know, if you if you bite into this burger, it's be, you know that it's the best quality ingredients that you can find. Yeah. And I was pretty uncompromising on that, you know, and and that's our prices are higher, and and the burger reflects it, you know, yeah. but. You know, even at home, like when I would cook, I would get so mad at my, well, I wouldn't get so mad at her, like, but I'd get frustrated with my wife because she would come home with like off-brand flour or, <laughs> you know, off-brand stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, look, like if we're going to cook good food, yeah, we have to have right. good ingredients, you know? And I told her when she told me like, let's start a burger restaurant. I'm like, I'll do it, but you're not shopping because <laughs> she's like the frugal one, yeah. you know, that's she's like the too. one that's like. I'm going to buy the cheap stuff because I don't care. I don't have taste buds, you know, and I've, I've brought her along. She has more taste buds now than she had before, but I'm like, I'm doing this, you know, like I'm going to make sure and taste every, I could taste everything that goes into our restaurant. Um, I mean, we spend hours with Casey here testing fry. I mean, fries, burgers, buns, you know, hours. Yeah. Just making sure. And we, we, I'm never against somebody coming in and saying, hey, I think I can ha- make a better patty than you. Bring it. You know, yeah. I love to taste it. <laughs> yeah. and, and we do. We've tested a ton. And we haven't found one yet since the day we opened. I mean, we spent a lot of time finding this patty. Yeah. And since the day we've opened, we've had, you know, well, a lot of people come in and bring us patties and say, try this one, try this one, try this one. And never found one that even comes close. Nice. So... so- is there someone in your life that helped you learn how to cook or did you just teach yourself? Um, my dad was, you know, he was always a cook. Like, I mean, 
not to the extent that I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I enjoyed it a little more than him, but I mean, I, I would see him. I, and I think it, what it was is he became a cook out of necessity because of wild game. You know, I'm a hunter and we, yeah. my mom wouldn't cook wild game. You know, she just didn't like to. Not, not that she had anything against it. She's just like, you shot it, you, ki- you killed it, you, you cook it. You do it. And so that's kind of where it started was, you know, you eat what you kill. And so he killed it, so he felt like he needed to eat it, but my mom wouldn't cook it, so he had to cook it. And so that's where it kind of started for me. I was, you know, I want to I eat what I kill as well. But, but so. like your importance for greetings and stuff, did that all come from hunting and your dad teaching you that, or you just over the years tasted different things and I think I think that was more just my own my own need to have better you know what I mean like he he was kind of the same way as as my wife you know he he just cooked it you know and he made it he made good stuff like I mean our go-to is biscuits and gravy and you know deep fried like uh kind of like chicken fried steak type yeah and and that's all I really knew, and that's kind of what got me going in it. And then I started wanting to do different stuff with the game animals and started, you know, using different flavors and just enhancing it and that kind of stuff. So. See, that's freaking awesome. My wife and I are the opposite. She's the one that's like, we need all the goods. Nothing can be cheap. Nothing can be the off-brand. And I'm like, just get the craft. I don't give a shit. Come on. Just make that mac and cheese. <laughs> I just need to eat. And, keep and, then, and, and then she'll, you know, she'll buy the good stuff. But I'm the one that has to cook it. And then I'll cook it and be like, okay, you're right. That's way good. That's better. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Like, ingredients make a huge difference. Yeah. You know, high-quality, good ingredients. If you're, not, if you're not cooking with good ingredients, I mean, it's just like anything else in life. You know, yeah. you, you got to you got to have the best to be the best. So, so you knew you were going forward with the burger place. Was that the first? That was, that was the idea right out of the gate because you said you hope someone opens it, right? Or was there another? Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. Because it sounds uh, like you might be a barbecue. It sounds like you're a Traeger guy or something like that. Where you yeah, maybe... and, and see, I, I do. I love smoking. Like, yeah. I love smoking meat. Yeah. And I thought about it, but it was a quick thought because, I mean, I pay attention to restaurants quite a bit and pay attention to business and I mean, how often do you see independent barbecue restaurants pop up and make it? Yeah, because it's a would, lot of work, right? I would get so right? frustrated because <clears throat> I'd go eat barbecue one place, and it good. was really good. Yep. And you loved it. And then a year later, you're like, where'd that restaurant go? It's gone. Yeah. Well, it's just not. I, I don't imagine like the consistency awful. of that is hard to do because it's so much work and smoking the meat, right? Like. The meat's more expensive. You're going hours upon hours for certain ingredients, for certain meats, and to have that prepared, and then to have enough for a restaurant. Like, if you have a dud day, it probably doesn't hold over that well for the next day, so then you're just in trouble, right? Right. And so so that was my thinking. And also, I ate barbecue once every couple weeks. Yeah. You know, but... I was a guy that was, when I was working up in Logan, I was eating burgers two or three times a week. Yeah, that's a very good point. I'm the same way. Like, I definitely love barbecue, but it's a couple-week thing. It's not yeah, It's yeah. not a weekly. I don't, you know, I could eat a burger a couple times a week yeah, for sure. Too. So with the brand then, like, how did that all come to life? Because it looks like you just took your face right there and put it right <laughs> up on that hat, which is rad. But what's the, what's the story on how did Burley Burger become Burley? So I, I thought of the name first. I, you know... The name comes from my my mom would always call me and my cousin, who's on the menu as Fat Connie. His name's Conrad. 
So me, <laughs> me and my me and my cousin were we're both big dudes, you gotcha. know, just big. And my mom never wanted to call us fat, obviously, so she called us the Burley Boys. And uh, so I, I was like, man, we should just call it Burley Burger. And so then once I got the name in my head, I started thinking about, you know, Burley celebrities that we could name burgers after. The Farley. You know, just to yeah, kind of, I you know, the Farley, The Rock. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for trademark stuff, but... Whatever for now, just it's offer good. them free burgers. <laughs> yeah, you know? they eat for free. <laughs> Don't be upset. Try the burger. You'll be all right. <laughs> but you know, so that's kind of where that came from. And I sat down with a graphic designer, and I was like, "It's Burley Burger." You know, like I want a guy that looks burly eating, yeah. you know, holding a burger. You know, and I want it to be kind of a lumberjacky type theme, and and that. And I mean, there were very few revisions of that. Like he nailed it right off the bat with, yeah. with everything, and I didn't necessarily mean it to look like me, you yeah. know. But it it did come out like that. Maybe the artist just kind of looked Probably, at yeah. you and was like, "Well, I'm just gonna make it after." <laughs> it's great though because you're the front man of your brand, right? right. So I mean, to yeah. have it resemble you is fantastic, right? I think that's yeah. I think that's great marketing. I have another opinion. question on like when you opened business, were you ever worried that there wasn't enough traffic because now you have. You know, there's Smitty's across the street, which is automotive. There's the hotel. Now there's Starbucks, Burger King. You got like the Pickler and these other strip. But when malls. he opened, it was like nothing, right? Yeah. Was the Maverick so that's here? What I was, like, were you Maverick ever, was here? Maverick was here. Were okay. you ever worried that like people aren't going to pull off, or or was there a struggle when you first opened? So the way I viewed it, I came from a town of of you know. When I lived there, there was like in the four thousands of permanent residents. Yeah. Right in Moab. In Moab, yeah. And there's like thirty restaurants, right? So, and granted, a lot of those restaurants make a lot of money during busy tourist periods, but they're still open in the winter too. Yeah. You know, and so South Weber, I mean, it's got eight almost 10,000 permanent residents. At the time, there was 8,000 permanent residents. So I, yeah, I was just trying to do calculations in my head. Like, if I just depended on South Weber, because I know that every single person in this town has the same frustration as me that they have to go to Riverdale, which is a disaster to yeah. get yeah. in and out yeah. of. Well, like last night, we got dinner here because it was, we, didn't wanna, right here. we didn't want to <laughs> cook. Yeah, it's two minutes away. My wife like, just go get Burley Burger. Yeah, yeah we did. So I, I, I figured I could count on a certain amount of that that with my calculations, like, yeah, I can. Were you out here clocking cars? Did you have a little <laughs> clicker and clicking cars? I actually, well, so I actually got it. I didn't do the traffic count, but I knew what the traffic count was already nice. because I knew the, the guy who owns this building used to work for Maverick as their real estate guy. He probably so, pitches it to you. And so he knew because Maverick had done the traffic count. Yeah. Maverick doesn't come into places that doesn't have a buttload of traffic. I feel like Maverick is a good lead for anybody opening something. I'm yeah. like, dude, if Maverick went in, you're probably all right. Well, that's <laughs> another. When thing. it comes to like food, I don't know about like anything else, but like, or I mean, like insurance companies. Everything. There's so many. Every Maverick you go to is freaking slammed yeah. all day. It cracks me up. Even like residential real estate. That's a. If you're looking for an investment, you look for where the Home Depots and the Lowe's are going. Yeah. And you just go on Home Depots and Lowe's, look on their website, where's the new locations, and then you look for property. 
But I even had a thought, too, with your Burley Burger, because we used to go snowboarding at Powder Mountain and Nordic, and do you get a lot of people just, you know, coming down from after skiing at, at Basin or whatever and grabbing food? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, it's the same problem with Morgan. There's not yeah, much, right? Two o'clock, two, three o'clock in the afternoon in the winter, the restaurant's full of ski pants. Nice. You know, <laughs> in the fall, it's full of camouflage, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it's just this this area, and I didn't really, I wasn't counting on that. Yeah. Right? I was counting on the residents and some outside traffic. But, you know, it came pretty apparent pretty quick that it was like, you know, this is a, basically a recreation stop mm-hmm. um and so it yeah because even if you go up the canyon this canyon right here your next thing is that gas station i don't know what else Which is, is up there now, you have to get off the you have to get off the canyon for that too it's so like the next like official yeah i mean i'm just thinking when i was younger now. though too there, i mean there's nothing but it's like you live in mountain green there's nothing to eat in mountain green yeah they all gas station they right, that's the one that's right here we have a lot of people that work or kids that from Mountain Green that work here, here because work. there's nowhere to work. It's just there. as far to go to Morgan. Yeah. So then let's jump. Okay. So then let's jump. What was your What was your reasoning? Because now you're on location two, which I'm mm. sure there's more to come. We've talked about it a little bit. What was the thoughts jumping over to 12th Street, which is also right next to Mountain and Green. and kind of <laughs> hit on like what's what the difference is because yeah, like what are you noticing between yeah. the different? Is there a difference? There's quite a bit of difference in. In, I mean, obviously, demographics a little bit different because you're not like right by homes right there. No, like you are here. Like you got people like Jordan that are going to come over because they're right there. But that's at the bottom of 12th, right next to the freeway. So yeah. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, what's no? Your, it's fine. What's, what are you um, noticing? The the thing about that was a we knew a Maverick was going in because the partner in the building yeah sold the his his land to Maverick. Yeah. Which it's not right there, but, it, you know, we're half a block away or maybe half a mile away from Maverick. So we knew that was there. I mean, it's an IFA, which is pretty busy. But if you think about what's on 12th Street, you've got the BDO, the IRS, and then all of those residential and all those people are going by there. I mean, that yeah. road, 12th Street is, I mean, I would busy. guess, I didn't do the traffic count there either. I just looked at it. You know, I used to live up there, so I knew it was busy. But, I mean, I would guess almost as busy as Riverdale Road, which is nuts. Yeah. So it wasn't a hard decision there. I mean, yeah. we... Well, and it's nice because that's where I live, so we're always eating at the 12th Street one. Because, like, there's no... I mean, yeah. there's tons of fast food burger options, but there's no gourmet burger anywhere on that side of Ogden that I can think of. Not even if you go all the way to north. I don't think there's many burger places besides the fast food typical ones. Yeah. Right? Everybody invested into 2700 North. Everybody and their dog has a fast food place in 2700 North, but you chose 12th. That's why I was curious on what your thoughts were on that one. Yeah, I mean, it was it was available. It was part of it was too. We were partnering with Jay yeah. here at the insurance at State Farm, and so he, you know, he's building. He was he said, "Hey, you want to come be partners in this building? We'll let you in on partners in this building. It's going to be my office building, my main office building." But if you want to build and be partners, then you can. And so that was another highly motivating deal is being part of the real estate or owning part of the building, yeah. you know. Plus it locking just in so with, happened it was an awesome location. I was going to say, plus locking in with uh, Fizz. I mean, yeah, Fizz is are, are Is it connected? Crazy. Yeah, connected there's three of them, right? It's you, State Farm, Fizz? Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that Doctor? Do you know the owner? Is that Doctor Frost that owns that one? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. I know that guy owns a bunch of their franchises. I just wasn't sure. Is he a dentist? He's a dentist. Yeah. I can't remember. I think I met them both, and and they're both good dudes. Yeah. But they own they own quite a few. I think they own like seven fizzes or something like that. Yeah. Um, but. Um, so do, does the 12th Street do better than this location, or are they pretty comparable? Like, what, what are the differences, you know? I would say dine-in. South Weber almost does a little bit more dine-in, about the same. But on 12th Street, the delivery and the takeout uh, yeah. is, is quite a bit higher than South Weber. Nice. Yeah, and it could, be, it could just be because it's easier to pull. You know, if you get on DoorDash or Grubhub, it's just an easier delivery route from 12th Street than it is to come to South Weaver or the drivers that yeah. are available. Or, you know, there's a lot yeah, of factors yeah. that go into that, and I have no yeah. idea what they are, but we seem to do a lot more delivery and takeout from, from 12th Street. But dining's roughly the same. Yeah, so, okay, I got you. What, so what's the... Where's Burley going? So you and I have talked about we should be teamed up already. Me and you have had a few conversations, right, <laughs> with social acts. But I noticed, and I, I talked to you about a year ago, I think, on, I noticed on your Jeep you're advertising franchising. So has that, that, was, yeah, is that, that taken off? Is that the goal to do that? Or? So we, we wrapped a Jeep, you know, and uh, it might have been a little bit of a cart before the horse. Gotcha. So not too far, though. Right. Um. But we're like, well, we're going to wrap the Jeep. We might as well put it on there because it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're, we're in the very final stages of, of finishing our franchise agreement. Nice. And so we should have that ready to can sell. Can you give us anything on there? Like, what's your, what, like can you give us a cost? What are you thinking yet, or is I it too soon? I don't think we're, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know a little bit about franchising. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if you're allowed to say, are you? Our franchise fees are low. The cost to build a Burley Burger is exponential based on construction costs. Yeah. You're somewhere, if you want to build a Burley Burger, you'd be somewhere between six and $900,000. So anyone that didn't hear that because Casey six to refused to get 000. a mic, it's six <laughs> to 900000 to build a Burley. That's not including, is that including your franchise fees? That, or would, is that? that would probably yeah. include yeah. franchise fees. Gotcha. But like specific fees are... I don't know if it's different with restaurants or, or yeah. any franchise. I just know that there's sometimes like they're ticky tacky about what you say to who about yeah. how much. Yep. Anyways. Yeah. It's, Cause like ours, like typical. our package is like, it's a fee up front, basically saying you're getting in the game. And then we do a percentage of sales as our, as how we get paid off of it. And then same thing we lay out, like here's how much it's going to cost you to like to build a social X with like restaurant bathrooms and all you're anywhere from, 300 to 600 depending on where and how you build it right and that's exactly like same same concept yep upfront fee we provide you know all the knowledge yep. on the back end exactly. as far as training you know your mm. your limited well i wouldn't say limited but you're handed the exact recipes that we know are successful yep everything's successful you just have to stay within that and so how was that Operate. conversation? So I, you and I talked about this, right? We talked about because I wanted to open a social X down in Sandy. And I was like, dude, I don't want to do the food. I need to bring in a pro. And I remember having a conversation with you. And you were saying that your wife was being mama bear over this brand. And she wasn't loving it. So how did that finally play out? Because you were saying, you, I don't know if this is because of your Jeep brand. But I remember you having this conversation saying that you guys really wanted to protect and keep this with just you and your wife. 
and weren't sure you liked the franchising idea. So did that just come with more and more learning about the franchising plan? I think so. <clears throat> I mean, I, I worked on her quite a bit for right. it. You know, she, she did, she was pretty heavily involved with everything we did to, to start the very first one. And she, you know, was that just hesitancy? Cause you've had like, like I'm sure you're, kid, I'm sure you know? you're, you're still doing fantastic with your Jeep business, but I, like I have partners. I know how it is every now and again, there's, you know, you don't always agree. Yeah. Right. So was that hesitancy because of the partnership that she was like, no, let's keep this between our, us. We own it. We don't need to. I don't you know, know so much about or, that. I mean, our, our partnership with the cliffhanger, with the Jeep rental business. Um, I mean, it's me and me and my partner are like, exactly the same in a lot of ways yeah. and polar opposites in a lot of ways it's yep. the weirdest thing and so it just kind of works like he's super it, he's super frugal like m- numbers like completely just yeah a wizard when it comes to that stuff yeah right and i'm more of a gunslinger let's do it that's how let's get it part- done yeah. you know let's, it's a perfect yeah, formula is, dude that's you know? how our partnership is it's a good formula it's like you got someone to almost put you in check, but yeah. then you got that person that's not afraid to shoot from the hip and go right. for it, right? And so, and, and so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it's worked out. So we haven't really had, I mean, there's been t- tension sometimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely, same here. But we've like, never, like, right. blown up at each other. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so it's it, good. I don't think it was necessarily that. I think it was just, you know, she worked really hard as a respiratory therapist for a long time. Yeah. Right? Like, she was... Because we never took money from Cliffhanger, she was the primary breadwinner. She's right. like, I don't want to go back to that. And by the time you know we started doing well enough to start taking money from Burley, like she's all, I don't, I don't really want to share this. You yeah. know, I want to do this by myself, and I understand it. Yeah. And and I think she realized that you know once we have two, three, four corporate stores, can make more. Exactly. Then you know that's that's as much as it's good living. I mean, two stores for me was too much. Yeah. You know, and three stores, I would, I would, you know, I'd give up. Yeah. It's like, know? that's how, like we have, <laughs> we have two now and yeah, I'm with you. It takes everything you got. And then we just opened the third franchise and the difference between that, in my opinion, has been fantastic. So we open up in, in Gilbert, Arizona and not having to be the go-to person for that store yeah. has been night and day different. And they've been, it was really cool in my opinion, to see us be able to pass on a winning formula. Because, I mean, burger business, axe throwing a burger is different, but I'm, you have a ton of competition just as, just as much as I do, right? Like, yeah. I've got competition at the wazoo, just not as much as you probably have because you get people that, like, probably open up right next to you, right, with burgers. But with axe throwing, it's, a, it's an elective thing. It's not like, hey, it's, I'm, I'm hungry. i got to eat now. And so we get a few, com- few competitors, and we feel it, right? We feel just, like, the three or four. And so passing on, like, a winning formula, we opened up in a place that already had two or three, and to see us do successful, dude, like, Anyways, what I'm getting at is the, the feeling was crazy. It was just yeah. cool to well, just yeah. be like, okay, maybe I kind of sort of know what I'm talking about. Because, like, you never – I don't know. I always have that imposter syndrome, like, when things are going really well. <laughs> I'm like, am I doing this? Or is it, how's this happening? Am my team doing it? What's happening here? And so that was just cool to see, like, our brand emulated somewhere else and, and be good at it. So Yeah. And so I'm excited for you guys when you guys I, I want to jump <laughs> what you got? into the Brigham Challenge. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. so my brother How and his, come to be? my brother and you know Colton Young, yeah, they love to like do these challenges, these eating challenges. They'll go to Rodigio, eat as much as they can, go to the bathroom, throw up so that they can eat more. <laughs> Goodness. Okay, so 
I saw your Burley Burger, and they're they're all about it. And so they were talking on the phone. I was like, you guys need to come up and do this this Brigham challenge. It's ten patties, freaking stacked high. How much um, cheese is on that? Is that like a certain, same amount <laughs> on every one of like them? Looks like a mountain of cheese. It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a slice. I don't know how much is a slice of cheese. One ounce. Three quarters of an ounce. Three quarters of an ounce, so ten slices. Holy cow. So have you calorie tracked this thing? Three point four ounces. Huh? Have you guys calorie tracked it? Do you know how many Mm -hmm. calories they're eating when they do it? I'd love to know. No need to do that. Dude, no, you have to know that'd be awesome. There's like ten thousand calories in burgers. That's awesome. Well, I I just put in Burley Burger on YouTube just to see what popped up. And have you come across this video? The guy, his name is Nathan Figueroa. Yeah. Yeah, it's got 141,000 views. I watched it, and he's got like <clears throat> close to 500,000 subscribers. Yeah, but he's from out of town. He does it uh, really well done video. But you got to eat the entire burger, ten patties, a huge thing of fries, and is it a large shake? Is it yeah, a shake? Large shake. Holy cow, man! It, just watching it's, him it's makes crazy. me like start gagging. I've seen, but. you get a lot of people that try it. I've seen your social media, like, you guys story those folks a lot. Yeah, but there's folks a guy on the wall, so when he recorded this video, the record was 15 minutes, but <laughs> when I was ordering the burger the other day, someone did it in 6 minutes and... 40-something seconds. Holy crap, dude. Were you there? I wasn't there. What? I, I don't, I can't remember where I was, but they called me, they're like, someone just ate this... That's- in like almost under seven minutes. Holy, like, that no. doesn't even seem possible. Seriously, and the thing is, is I can't, I can't even find that video. I've looked. I don't know for the guy that the guy, this one, the new one, the guy videoed it. The new oh, guy. Okay, for yeah, the this isn't that minute, one. The, the, the guy under one. seven minutes. Yeah, that's a crying shame. Okay. I know, right? Because yeah. like that would have been cool to watch. They probably would have got you on the news. Put Fox thirteen or something. For oh, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. The thing is, is I don't know if he sat and waited till it cooled off, but like. A lot of people start eating yeah, that. Yeah. Those burgers hold all that heat, and so it's so hot trying to eat fast. And uh, well, and you have unlimited amounts of time. This guy did it in like thirty-four minutes. Yeah. Is there is there like a <clears throat> is there a prize or something if you do it no matter what? And then is there a prize if you do it a certain amount of time or anything? No, we don't. We don't do any. You just got the other, glory. You just get your, your money back, and we we'll give you a T-shirt or a hat or yeah. whatever. You know, whatever you really. Whatever you'll wear most, yeah, is is what we'll give them. Nice. So, but just to say you did it, you got the glory, <laughs> dude. Just yeah, so anybody knows, the real, real competitive YouTubers that yeah. come in low time. Well, well folks, if you I come in and try video, it, make yeah. sure you record it. I, I, I want to see if say, someone I beat want, that six minutes. That'd be crazy. I want Alex or and Cole to try it both at the same time, and I'm going to come in and make yeah. a, a video about and it. They made a race of it. You know, we've had people do that where they just. They race against one another. Well, That's awesome. Let me see if I can play the end of this video. It's hilarious because people start clapping for him in the restaurant. Oh, let's I'm sure, dude. If I would sit and watch that while I was eating my burger calmly, just watching this guy suffer, man, eating 10 patties. I couldn't do it. No way. Oh, that calorie count for loading. us? Not counting fries and shake because I don't right. have that. Just the burger is 6,265. 6,200. Dude, that's more than like The Rock eats on a daily, right? And The Rock is ex- eats a crazy amount of food. That's okay. nuts. That's nuts. Man. So have you watched anybody complete it? Oh, yeah. I've seen, you know, I was there when the very first guy. I mean, we had two or three attempts a week. Oh, sorry. Sorry, okay, guys. Here's, we're trying to. Sorry. Here's the end when the. 
I don't think the shake would wash it down for me, man. 34 minutes, 34 seconds. Everybody's <laughs> clapping and going crazy. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. That's fantastic. So, have you had anybody just puke right after? Yeah. No, I feel like that's what I would like, do. And that's one thing that we had someone actually get. I mean, this is kind of gross to talk about, but like people get vomited on. Oh, <laughs> like projectiled. Like, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> oh, man, no. like because we tell people, like, look, we'll bring you the garbage can because it rolls right over to you. Right. Like, yeah. You need to let us know. We'll bring it over to you. And this guy was just. I think it, it was like a switch that flipped with him. Like he was eating one second and just oh, it was gone the next. You that's know? terrible. So, that's terrible. But for the most <laughs> part, like we've had it happen one or two times, but for the most part, they're pretty good about it. So if anyone sees it being can. done in Burley, take the far table. That's what yeah, we're saying exactly. Yeah, like, sit don't sit next to that side. person. <laughs> just go eat outside. And try to record them because you'll get tons of views, right? That's yeah. awesome. So, Brad, when we got here, you introduced Casey to us. So it sounds like are you, you've you been doing this since 17. So are you starting to get out of it a little bit and focus on opening more stores? Or are you still – how often are you still flipping patties, if ever? Or is your, uh, team, or is your team killing it for you? I mean, it's been a while since I've, since I've had to work a shift, like an actual kitchen shift yeah. or anything, you know. Um, but, yeah, I – I kind of realized, and, and it wasn't long after I opened that I realized that, I mean, I was in the trenches, and I value my time there. Like, I feel like I needed it, and I enjoyed it, but, you know, just getting burgers out as fast as I can, working until, you know, 11 o'clock because we were slammed and we had to clean and all that, you know, I went through it, and one day... You know, everyone wanted to talk to me while I was working. Yeah. And I couldn't get work done. And one day I just, I realized, I'm like, man, I can sit and figure stuff out by watching other people do it and helping them, you know, management yeah. is what they Definitely. call it, right? Yep. Like, so I kind of stepped back and was, was just trying to refine the process the best I could and, uh, you know, and ended up coming up with a completely different kitchen design for 12th street and it works way better you know and so we're actually going to remodel uh south weber to to mirror it you know so it'll be it'll it'll have the same flow and the same type of stuff but like i would have never figured that out had i been just right. flipping burgers right, right? Yeah. so it, it there comes a time when you have to pay somebody to do other jobs so that you can continue to work yep. and, and progress. And so Casey, I mean, he's been in the food industry for a long time. Casey, and you run, you run all of them, both stores. Yeah. Nice. Cool. <clears throat> he cool. will run three stores, hopefully by the end of the year. So you're thinking a third one this year. Yeah. And that one's the West Haven one West, or am I not West supposed to, sorry? Should I? No, that's it? fine. Okay, no, gotcha. West Haven. It's, it's out there. You okay, know, we're, good. um, we're hoping to what be. What part of West Haven? Do you know like do you know 40th, that yet? 40th so 40th and Midland, Midland roughly. Right off Midland, like where the Auto Zone and Mavericks at or further down or further up? Same area. Same, Same area. area, yeah. There's like yeah, a they're ton building of a town. building right there. Is that going to be you? They're putting one in next to that 7-Eleven and the no. Auto Zone. No. So we're down the other road down 40th. Gotcha. Okay, okay. You might be right out by my in-laws, I think. They just put in like a felt dentistry and a, and a Mexican food restaurant. Further right towards there. 1900. Felt dentistry okay. is for, is deeper into the West. Gotcha, area. gotcha. The Mexican one is close. Gotcha. Okay, cool. That's awesome, so, man. That's exciting. Yeah, well, so, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, with with Casey, he's he, he brings tons of experience. Yeah. You know, I relied on him a lot when he was selling food to me. Yeah, right. I mean, I relied on his opinion. I relied on his, you know, operational experience to help me refine what I was doing. Nice, right? And so when when he joked kind of about like, hey, I should just come work here. And I'm like, you should, yeah. you know? And we went back and forth for a year. Dang. Like, come work for me, huh? You know? And finally I talked him into it. And uh, I think did it's going to be great. So. Did he make the leap before or after COVID? After. Okay. Yeah, it was so after. How did... Oh, we don't... I don't want to talk about COVID. COVID sucks. Yeah. yeah good. Yeah, let's, let's stop talking about that. <laughs> Anyways. Well, good, man. So, that's awesome. Well, I feel we, like we need to do another, a whole another episode on Cliffhanger because we got about 20 minutes in and then yeah. had to switch. Yeah. But, um, what, which, maybe, which one are you spending the most time with right now? I'd You're coming in the summer, so. It's pretty split. Like is this it? month, I'll be a lot more time. Yeah. You know, May and June is a lot more time in, with Cliffhanger. I still run, like I still do a lot of the trucking for Cliffhanger, you know. So with being down in Moab all the time, is there a Burley for Moab on the on the horizon? <laughs> Or not, Casey's not yet. shaking his head. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The not. problem with Moab is is the you know the labor force. Yeah, you know, I mean, a two bedroom, a one bedroom apartment, one bedroom, one bath, almost studio. It's like twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, and so I mean, your restaurant, it, it would be hard to staff a Burley because we require you know, on Saturday nights ten people. Yeah, and so we have. What twenty five people per store? About have you guys ever discussed smaller options? Like I noticed, like if you think for like Hug Hess, for example, full restaurant, but then they have Hugs, which is like their condensed high sellers. Yeah. And the reason I ask that is because I think that's how you fit into social acts real well. Let's get a top six, <laughs> put you in all my stores, and we kill it, right? So well, it's something to think about, and I mean, we've obviously thought about that with a food yeah. truck. Yeah. And like your top and six, doing, right? doing the top sellers, like yep. you know, because we know exactly what ones are the top sellers. What, what are yeah. swans? Just and, curious. I mean, your your classic, just a plain old cheeseburger. Yeah. I mean, it's two to one. Dang. Right. Like you're a lot of people just want a cheeseburger. Dang. And then uh, the Swanson and the Duke are probably they go back and forth. Those are my two favorites. Yeah. Well, if you pull the trigger on a truck, I got a nice parking spot for you in Salt Lake. Just yeah. saying. Your fish and, <laughs> like, your fish I got a chips real nice really spot. Too. Like, I've had your oh, fish and chips a couple times, yeah. and it's, the batter on it's really good. Yeah. Nice. They're, they're fantastic. I really like the fish. Well, I mean, the fries, like, that was one of those fries things that, like, like I said before, you know, I've been trying to lose weight my entire life, and then I opened a restaurant, and it's been even more of a struggle because, yeah. yep. you know, Fries are what kills it. Yeah. Like I had to test so many fries and finally settled on these ones, but they're big, they're, they're burly, they're beer battered, they're delicious. Yeah, you they know? Are. That's and how so, it was when we put food in social acts, same thing. Like I was kind of getting where you were, I was kind of backing out, and then we put food in, and I was like, oh, I'm back in the trenches for a little while. And same concept, dude, like trying to learn it. I ate so much freaking pizza. It's yeah. unreal. Like that's, that's our number one seller, and I was eating that like crazy. Well, I don't have a restaurant, so I have no excuse. Why You're just over here because it's because it's how good Burley is. You're just over here. I dude. just like to eat food yeah. while I watch TV. Well, that'd be cool if you did one in Moab. That's the one you and I should talk more because that axe throwing place when you called me, they they closed. Did you see that? They did. Any, you know any story on that? 
I guess we don't need to put it on the podcast. We'll I don't even. I don't know who it was or anything like yeah. that. I bet COVID ate it up. They opened like right when COVID I, was. I going heard. On. I heard management yeah. was like the thing about that you guys do so well, and because I talked to my partner about this yesterday, I'm like the thing that you guys do so well with social axe throwing is you provide the experience with somebody that's walking you and holding your hands yeah. through the experience. Thanks. Man. Right. Yeah. We try. Like, that's, that's our goal. dude. If you don't have that, if you just say, Oh, there's some axes, go chuck them. Yeah. People, a lot of our competition try to open that way. And I'm like, yeah. dude, it's just not, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what they had done. Yeah. You know, it was more of a river, you know, river yeah. guide thing, go after drink beer, throw axes. And there wasn't direction, but if you actually provide that experience and games and stuff, yeah, dude, I, I love doing it. The only reason I don't go more is because like my wife, busy dude. Ter- well, my wife's terrible at throwing axes. <laughs> like yeah. she's gonna be mad when she she's gonna be mad it. when she listens. But to this. she's so <laughs> terrible at throwing axes that it's oh, like I feel man. bad even suggesting going. <laughs> well, you get a lot of people that come into your place too that are really like nervous and scared to yeah, throw an axe. They've probably never done it. Yep. So I think like. Like you said, having that experience and having someone coach and teach you as the hour goes on and they're there, then they actually start having fun. But yeah, and I think it's no—it's probably the same with your wrestling. Like the fact that you just told me 10 on Fridays and Saturdays makes total sense on why you guys kill it. Like most places, like don't get me wrong, we try to cut payroll when we can because we have to. Yeah. But like that's a priority is to keep the right amount of payroll on to where I don't – like, dude, when we get one-star reviews or bad reviews of any kind – most of the time, it's when we cut something, and we you, shouldn't have done that. It's not it about the experience. Like, in the end, it's not about how good the burger is, or yep. how good the fries are, or how delicious the shake is. Yep. It's how good of an experience that person had, and is he coming back? He, she coming back? Yep. Yeah, you, you know? have to like, cater. It's experience. It's not burger. Yep. Like, it's experience. Yeah. It's not axe throwing. It's, exactly. That's what it is. Yep. Exactly. So. And that's like I said. Like when we get the bad ones, it's it's the the nights where I'm like. Oh, yeah, cut some staff, and then I regret it, right? <laughs> but, like, yeah, you see the restaurants that are overstaffed? Dude, your experience is fantastic. Yeah. Like, every time I go to Burley, like, I can see you got a full team on, and they check the tables as much as possible. The food comes out too. quick. If yeah. you're, if you and then they're not, like, stressed because they're hating not, it because they're yeah. behind, right? Yeah. So that's good, man. That's good leadership. I like that. Well, we well, better wrap it up. Yeah, um, that's an hour in, dude. We did now. We could probably do yeah. three hours, honestly. <laughs> yeah, we should just extend them from now. Especially on. with Cliffhanger and Burley Burger, we could I know. talk forever. Plus, he owns buildings. We never even got into that because you own a building in Moab, don't you? We own you two buildings own? in yeah. Moab, and that's what we should have gone to for your your side of the. Well, topics, we can do another but one. We yeah, want we'll to come back <laughs> and do another one, time. especially when you get closer to West Haven. We'll come in and we could do like an announcement podcast episode. Yeah, right? anytime. I'd, I'm happy to come on anytime you want. Sweet. What's uh, what's the best place to follow you on social media or get in touch with you if people so, need to? So, at Burley Burger. No Ian Burley. I was thinking about the Wi-Fi password. I don't know if you guys are putting an E in it. But a lot of people put an E in Burley because we're close to Burley. He did that with the, with the email. I, when he yeah, first sent the email, I'm like, dude, no E. Because it didn't go to you. It kicked back. I'm like, no E, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, at Burley Burger on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then uh, at Cliffhanger Jeep on Instagram for... For the rental. Nice. And if you guys want to click on, there'll be links down in the description so you guys can just click on them. And uh, yeah, we appreciate your time. I know it sounds like you're extremely busy, but, and so are we, but it's yeah. always nice to just sit down, take an hour and actually get to know people and yeah. have a real conversation. Oh yeah, for sure. Good, Thank man. You. We appreciate you coming on. So, all right, folks, take Thanks. a listen. Yep. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye-bye.